You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 290. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Eagle, this is the Earn That Body podcast, and I am here to bring you some great information today if you are the kind of person who is trying to look after their health. That's what this podcast is all about. I just really like to focus on the natural ways you can take care of you. I don't believe in fad diets. I don't believe in getting any results super quick because nothing good in life comes super quick, but I believe in teaching you all about health, nutrition, fitness, and all the things that we can do by ourselves and take action on our own to be the best that we can be. So just wanted to put that out there that that is what this podcast is all about in case maybe you are a new follower. Now today we're going to be talking about the how, the what, the whens, the whys of putting on muscle. There's so many different factors that you look at when you want to put on muscle. And I do have so many clients that come to me that not only want to lose weight, but they want that ripped, toned, muscular look. So whether you're female or male, putting on muscle has a lot of different variables involved. And so I wanted to talk about some of those different facets today so that you understand it's not just about picking up a weight. And yet, It definitely does have to do with strength training, but there's so many different types of strength training you can do, and how often should you do them, and why should you do them, and how should you do them. So that's what we're going to talk about today, but before we get started, I want to remind you that the holiday challenge, favorite time of the year for all of my clients and others, because anybody can participate in the holiday challenge, you can live anywhere in the world, it is a two-week challenge to help you during the holiday season. Now this year we are changing it up in that we get started the Monday after Thanksgiving. We usually do it in December. Back in the day, we did it over Christmas up to New Year's. Then we pushed it back a little bit after COVID hit and did it before the Christmas break usually started. And now I'm pushing it to the Monday after Thanksgiving because I feel like that's when we need it most. We just had Thanksgiving weekend. You sort of had all you can handle with food and you're ready to do something before it gets super crazy with the holidays of December. So that's when we get started. And this year, you're gonna get access to the all new body weight two week strength program which aligns perfectly with today's strength podcast. Yes, all body weight videos and program. I love it. It just I just finished filming it all. I've never been so sore. And one of the reasons I really wanted to do this program was because I have so many clients and followers who email me and say, what workout can I do when I'm out of town or when I don't have any weights? I'm just in a room. I'm in a hotel. I want to work out, but I don't have anything. Well, now you have the body weight challenge and all of the workouts are done without any equipment at all, full strength training only. But I have to say some of the best body weight exercises I have done yet, like I said, I'm like practically paralyzed from filming all of it. And there's something about body weight workouts where you cannot cheat. 
Meaning sometimes when I strength train, I can just lift a really light weight and not really feel it. But when you're doing body weight squats and push-ups and all kinds of new moves that I created, there's no cheating. Like that is your body weight on top of the move that you have to push through. So it is epic, it is fun. Join this holiday challenge. Please make sure you get a spot. It sells out every year. All you have to do is go to earnthatbody.com. Right there on the front page, you will see a button that says holiday challenge. Get the details and get your spot. All right? Now, before we talk about muscle, we are going to talk about the Eagle's Eye on Health. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Coming to you today from NBC News, they had an article that caught my eye, and it says, taking a break from the news can improve mental health. Well, that sounds like it is 100% true. Anybody else think that that is a no-brainer? For sure, right? Well, they said that a constant influx of bad news about the pandemic, shootings, inflation, natural disasters, political turmoil, it can feel at best soul crushing. Pretty great words, if you ask me. I definitely can understand why they picked those words. Now, a new study from Spain confirms the negative toll constantly being plugged into the news cycle can take on us. The researchers looked at how people were best able to manage feelings of anxiety and depression at the height of the pandemic, finding that one of the most effective methods was to take breaks from the barrage of bad news. Now, the best predictor for having lower anxiety and depressive symptoms, according to Dr. Radwa, who is a psychiatrist in Barcelona, was to avoid watching too much news. And I don't know about you all, but I remember during the pandemic that when it first started, it's like you had the television on 24 hours a day and you kept watching over and over pretty much the same thing after a certain amount of time. And it definitely did take a toll on you because it's like that is all that they were presenting. And so there was nothing good. There was nothing exciting. There was nothing with sunshine. It was all really just about the bad stuff going on. Now, in this particular research, they looked at 942 adults in Spain who filled out an online questionnaire every two weeks for one year, and this was during the pandemic. The participants reported whether they were feeling despondent, and if so, how they were coping with such feelings. The analysis factored in whether participants had been previously diagnosed with any anxiety or even depression. Now, the study found that those who avoided too much stressful news had fewer symptoms of anxiety and depression. Also key to feeling better, maintaining a healthy diet. Imagine that, right? Now, taking care of our body is something we can control, and that develops a sense of what's predictable and can help with stress. And that, everyone, is why it's so important to take control of your healthy diet, because it is one of the few things that you, only you, can control. Now, time outdoors, getting exercise, drinking enough water, also found to be linked with lower levels of stress, anxiety, and feelings of depression. The research also tracked whether the participants got COVID during the study period, and guess what? Nearly all of them got COVID. But unlike watching too much news, he said, the doctor said, getting COVID did not affect the results. So here's the thing, everyone. The news today has changed, right? 
The news at one time was news. You saw it once. It moved on. It wasn't on 24 hours a day. It's a new thing to have news that is 24 hours a day. It just, it didn't used to be that way. It used to be on at one time and that was it once. Now they play the same stories over and over and over. And not only will they play a story, but then they'll do an interview about the story and then they'll get this person's opinion and that person's opinion. And the topic can go on for hours and hours. And when it is something negative, which unfortunately is so much of what is in the news, then you're basically watching the same thing of negativity over and over, and then you're listening to someone talk about it over and over, and then you get this person's opinion on this negative thing and that person's, and before you know it, you are just completely drenched in a negative syndrome, in a sense. So I really do think it's important. I think it's important to watch the news. I think it's very important to pick where you get your news, but... Maybe you watch it and then you turn it off. Like if you've ever watched the news before, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, wait, I already heard, they already talked about that. Well, then guess what? It's time to turn it off. (laughs) Then you got all you needed to get. But if it makes you just super anxious in general every time you watch the news, then maybe just turn it off because at the end of the day, you can't control all of that. And maybe you'd be better off using that time for meal prep or getting in your workout, things that bring you joy and make you feel better. Something to think about the next time that news is on. If it's not fulfilling you and making you happy, let's go ahead and just turn it off. All right, coming to you today, we are talking about how, what, the whens, the whys of putting on muscle. A lot of this research came from Cleveland Health Clinic, Healthline, U.S. News, and they talk a lot about the fact that you really have to find the right balance in your exercise regime in order to put on muscle. And if you do too much strength training, you might get overtrained and your muscles will never have the time to recover when you overtrain. And if you never have time to recover, then they'll never get bigger. And ultimately, that's kind of what you want, right? You want your muscles to grow, but they cannot grow if you're overdoing it. Now, if you do too little, you might never have the amount of stress that the body needs to add the muscle as well. So again, it's this really fine balance between too much, too little. And if you only strength train and you never do any cardio, then you're likely to have other issues, probably health issues, because you do need cardiovascular workouts in your life. They're not going to help you put on the muscle, but they are going to help your health. And I will say this. A lot of us have muscle but can't see it because there's some weight that needs to be lost. So the cardiovascular workouts are really going to help you as well so that you can shed some extra pounds and that's going to help you see the muscle. A lot of times I think people think, well, I need to lift heavier. I need to put on more muscle because I can't see it. But really, if they focused on shedding pounds, they would see all the muscle that is already there. I mean, some people are super strong. It's just that they have some weight they need to lose to be able to see those actual muscles. Now, how much exercise and when? Well, let's put it this way. If you're trying to put on muscle, here's what I recommend and what some of these different places uh, recommended for putting on muscle. Cardio, two to three days a week. You do need cardio. I personally recommend two to three cardio days, meaning cardio only days. But you could do some days with sort of half cardio, half strength. So maybe you do 30 minute cardio like a run and then 30 minutes of strength. That would still be fine. But I do recommend a couple of those days be only cardio. 
Again, just so that we can shed any last pounds if you have any weight to lose so that you can see those muscles and also to benefit the cardiovascular system. Now, one of the days of cardio could actually be more of an active recovery type of day. So maybe it's just a one hour power walk. Doesn't always have to be a run or something extreme. Maybe it's gentle yoga as well. So that could be something that you could do if you're doing three days of cardio and you're really trying to put on muscle. Say you're gentleman and you really want to put on muscle and you don't have weight to lose, then I might have to cut back your cardio a little bit to two days, but then with an active recovery type day. That would be ideal for you. Then there's the strength training part of putting on muscle. If you're trying to put it on, you're trying to gain muscle, you really do need to strength train three days a week. And I'm talking about full body strength training. The research says that at the very least, training a minimum of two days per week is needed to maximize muscle growth. Now, how you put your strength routine together can vary depending on your level or even just personal preference. And so what I mean by that is sort of, there's option one, you can do three days of full body strength work, but when you do that, you just have to make sure that you have about 48 hours of recovery time between each session. So what do I mean by that? So say on Monday, it's your strength day. You're gonna do a full body workout. And what does that mean? It means you're gonna hit every single muscle group in that full body workout. So you're gonna do biceps, triceps, shoulders, chest, back, legs, and core. That's seven muscle groups. And you're gonna do them all in one workout. Now, after that happens, you need 48 hours to recover. So what that means is if you do that on Monday, you do not strength train at all on Tuesday. Then by Wednesday morning, it's 48 hours later if you worked out on Monday morning, and then you can do a full body strength workout again. So you have this great option to do full body workouts three days a week with the 48 hours in between. I do wanna preface one thing. If you do a full body workout on Monday and on Wednesday you are still super sore, I would not do another strength training workout. And that is your muscles telling you that they're still recovering. And so to lift on top of that could cause injury or just not enough time for the muscles to fully recover and therefore they're not gonna be able to get bigger and get stronger during a state like that. So you might have to take another day off of strength and maybe you do the yoga on that day or the light cardio or full cardio, but it's something to keep in mind. Now, option two would be to rotate muscle groups for your strength training. So, say on Monday, you could do upper body and 30 minutes of cardio. So that would be one of those half and half workouts. And then on Tuesday, you could do lower body, meaning legs, and maybe core. And then on Wednesday, you could do a full cardio only workout. And then on Thursday, how about upper body core again, and then Friday, lower body, maybe a walk with it. And then Saturday, full cardio. And Sunday, day off. So that would be rotating the muscle groups every other day with some cardio in between. 
What this does is it enables you to do longer sessions with each muscle group, and it can be a great way to shake things up as you get more advanced. So instead of only doing maybe three to five sets for biceps, which maybe you would do in a full body workout, well now, you're gonna have a longer period of time where you can work the biceps, the triceps, the shoulders, say, in your upper body workout for longer, and you might be able to get in more exercises for that muscle group. So it's a way to shake things up. I generally only recommend that when my clients are a little bit more advanced and that their muscle groups can handle more intensity, more volume for longer periods. Now, what type of strength training should you do? When trying to put on muscle, you have definitely a lot of options out there. Now, my personal preference when I'm trying to put on muscle is the free weights or like barbell type weights for working out. That is my personal fave because you can really quantify and measure. And what I mean by that is I know if I'm lifting 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, And I can progress that over time. So something that I do and I like my clients to do is we we work, often I have everybody write stuff down, like, well, how much did you do for bicep curls on day one versus day 30? Did we see that progression? Are you lifting more weight now? Can you do more reps with more weight? And so that is really important when you're a coach and also when you're the client and you want to actually see, did I get stronger? Well, that's a great way to know. Yeah, because when I started, I could only do five bicep curls with the 10 pound weight and now I can do 20 and I've even moved up to 15 pound weights. Things like that are fantastic for helping you quantify and measure. Now, another option for strength training, resistance bands. They're great. I don't actually use them too often myself, but they're super tough. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I think a resistance band is harder than lifting actual weight, but it's a little harder to quantify and measure when you're using these resistance bands. Now, they do have different colored bands, and those offer different resistance. So you you could still say, oh, well, I used to use the blue band, um, but now I'm up to the red band. And all the colors are different for like every company who makes the band. So I'm just throwing out those colors. Um, But to me, I just, there's something about like the number, like how much weight did I lift? How many reps did I do with that exact weight? That really helps me mentally feel like I'm progressing. But resistance bands are absolutely great. Do they help you build muscle? Absolutely. In fact, a 2019 study shows that training using resistance bands provides similar strength gains to using conventional gym equipment. All right? They are tough. They are awesome when you go out of town because you can throw a couple resistance bands in your luggage, and that is sure a lot better than throwing a barbell in there, right? It's gonna be a little bit heavy. So resistance bands are a great way to go. Then there's also body weight workouts. I'm a big fan of the body weight workouts. The all new body weight challenge is coming with the holiday challenge as I spoke about earlier. So yeah, body weight, it's an amazing way to add strength and gain muscle. Basically, you're only using your body weight for resistance, and it's a very effective type of strength training, and it's something that I would definitely highly recommend you add to your fitness program if you don't do it. Body weight training can be as effective as training with free weights or even weight machines. So to me, again, said this earlier, body weight exercises, you can't cheat. 
It's tough. Whatever your body weight is, you're going to have to push through no matter what that muscle group is. So it's another great one. And then the last one are these workout strength machines that you generally see in a gym. Now, with the machine, the thing about them, like I don't ever use a machine. I should say I rarely use a machine. But what I don't like about a machine is that balance, coordination, and proprioception, they're completely removed when you do some type of strength machine in the gym. So you might be able to lift certain muscle groups heavier on a machine, which can be beneficial depending on what your goals are. But if you were an athlete, you would want to be lifting free weights too since your body works in a world of balance, coordination, and proprioception. It's like you're working on this machine, you're isolating one muscle group, and that means all of the helper muscle groups out there that aid in that muscle, they don't get to do any work. But that's not how the body really works in the world. (laughs) So it has some benefits, and I don't think that you should discount machines, but I definitely think you need to sort of work these other strength types as well, meaning lifting free weights, maybe using resistance bands and body weight. So these different types of workouts, they're very different. And I have read article after article, and some say that free weights are the best for putting on real muscle mass, and others say bands provide deeper, more intense workouts to increase size and strength of muscles. Some say machines are the best, and others say that body weight workouts are superb. Personally, I just think you should be lifting free weights and barbell weight as the majority Because again, you're getting that balance, coordination, all those important things in addition to the strength work you're doing against gravity. But I think it's a great idea to rotate in some band work, some body weight work, maybe some machines here and there. And when you sort of add those in, maybe one of those each week in a 30-day cycle, that's going to help shock the body and the system, which is always what you want as well. So those are important things to know about the different ways that you can strength train and that will help you put on muscle. Now, then there's always the question, why? Well, why should I put on muscle? Well, most people, sadly, do it for the vanity reason, right? For some reason, we have viewed muscle and being ripped and toned as fabulous. That is what most people want today, and maybe that will change at one point. Maybe the ripped, toned body will not be the desire because everything changes, right? Like I just was at the fitness store the other day with my good friend, and apparently those bell-bottom workout pants are back in style. Well, everything comes back eventually, and maybe the ripped muscle body is going to not be the thing you want one day. Who knows, right? But most people want to put on muscle for vanity reasons. That's completely personal. Another reason, though, why you should actually put on muscle is because you want to increase your strength overall so that you can handle daily activities, just simple things like lifting groceries, working in the garden. It's never going to hurt you to be a little stronger. And as we get older, we lose muscle mass. That's just part of life. And so it's really important to maintain our strength work so that we can continue to lift the groceries and work in the garden. I know for me, I want to be 80, 90 working in my garden and still picking up that bag of fertilizer. (laughs) Or I don't actually use fertilizer. I should say that bag of potting soil. Um, It's like a workout in itself, and I want to be able to do it forever. And in order to do that, I need to strength train and keep my body strong. Now, the third reason why you want to put on muscle 
it helps you become more coordinated. And according to an article in the US News, when muscles contract, they actually engage the nervous system, which enables the muscles to fire. And resistance training increases these nerves firing rate, which allows you to better coordinate movements. And this is why when you start a strength program, you typically find it easier the second or third time around. And it's not because you got stronger that fast in that short period, but your nervous system simply learned how to turn your muscles on and off. And this adaptation translates to more effective movement, which can positively impact all types of activities from daily tasks to high level sports. So putting on that muscle is going to help you become more coordinated. That's super important. I know for most of my strength training programs, I like to repeat a workout at some point within the period so that you have that ability to do it the first time to get some muscle memory and coordination so that the second time you usually can go even heavier. And again, it's not because you necessarily got stronger in that short period, but you got more coordinated in that period and that's going to be a benefit. Another reason to put on muscle, it boosts your bone density. So the skeleton receives stress when you do weight training and muscles are attached to bones through tendons. And when muscles contract and generate force, the tendon actually pulls on the bone and this pull is perceived as stress. And when you have that stress, it stimulates bone growth. You can imagine that as we get older, that is so, so important. We have to strength train. We have to keep strength training as we get older so that we can boost our bone density. Reason number five is because it lowers your risk of injury. So putting force on your muscles impacts your tendons and your tendons are mostly made of collagen. So they are more rigid than the muscle fibers, which have some more of the elastic elastic properties. And due to this stiffness, the tendons are a little more prone to injury. But when you do strength training, you increase your tendon thickness and make them more resistant to injury. Again, can you see why as we age, it is so essential to strength chain? Because we don't want to get injured. We want our tendons to be thick. We want them to be strong. If we have falls, we want to be protected. And so strength training is the way to go. Number six, you wanna strength train and put on muscle to get your blood flowing. Now your muscles need oxygenated blood to keep lifting or pushing or pulling. So your body preferentially shunts blood to your arms, for example, when you're doing a bicep curl. And these changes accumulate and translate to basically improve circulation throughout your whole body. And not only will the vascular system deliver oxygen more effectively, but it's also gonna remove waste products more easily. Again, it's funny, this whole thing is now like every time I'm going through each reason, I'm like, yeah, again, why when we're older, we have to keep doing this. It's just as important for the young people. But again, we wanna keep that blood flow going as we age too. Sorry, feeling my age, I guess, today. Number seven, you wanna put on muscle to improve your joints. Strong muscles are going to allow your joints to do their job and weak muscles, that usually leads to injuries and it puts increased stress on the ligaments and joints, not what we want. Reason number eight, you wanna boost your metabolism team, then you want to put on muscle. 
your resting metabolic rate or how many calories you burn just by breathing or doing your daily activities like walking, sitting in a car, that is directly proportional to how much muscle tissue you have. And muscle produces heat and is highly responsive to hormones that allow us to effectively use what we eat, both energy consuming processes. On the other hand, fat tissue, it's highly inactive when it comes to metabolism. And therefore, the muscles you have, the more calories you use both at rest and during exercise. So the more muscle we have, the more calories we're burning, everyone, not just during exercise, but even at rest. So, so awesome. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to be burning calories all day long, even when I'm sitting here just recording a podcast. And the more muscle I have on my body, the more ability I have to do that. Now, these are all sort of the physical things needed to put on muscle in terms of what to do for exercise and why you should be putting on muscle. But there is definitely a nutritional component that we should not overlook. You need calories to put on muscle and you also need protein. And a lack of either of these is going to make it very difficult to put on muscle. So often I have clients who come to me and they're pretty thin and they tell me they really want to put on muscle. Um, They don't have weight to lose, although they wouldn't mind losing five pounds. I don't think I ever have met a person that doesn't say that they still would like to lose weight. Even though I look at their pictures and I'll say there's no weight to lose whatsoever. Like technically you're underweight on the health charts, but they say they want to put on muscle. Here's the thing, when I tell them how many calories they have to eat and how much protein they need to take in, they usually resist because that to them is super scary. But let me tell you everybody, you cannot put on muscle, like muscle needs calories, it needs fuel, it needs energy. And if you don't give your body enough of that, it just simply cannot build muscle. It cannot just I'm it's like building a sand castle without any sand. If you don't give me sand, I can't make the sand castle tall and big, right? You got to have calories to put on muscle. You also have to have enough protein to put on muscle. So, my vegetarians and my vegans, they struggle to put on muscle because they don't take in as much protein typically. Now, I can often work with someone who's a vegetarian and we can get their protein to where it needs to be. It's a bigger struggle for vegan clients. Um, My vegan clients would probably say that they had great experiences working with the Earn That Body programs, but it's harder for them to get in that much protein. Another thing I just wanna make sure you understand, especially for the ladies, is that often if you put on muscle, you are going to put on some weight, possibly on the scale. Now, that can be scary, but I'm gonna tell you right now, muscle weighs more than fat. And so if we took off all your extra weight, and now we're gonna put on some muscle, the scale might go up. But that's okay, because it's putting on muscle, and often you'll lose inches, but you'll see the scale go up a little bit in weight. A perfect example is that when I don't strength train at all, I can be like four pounds less than I am when I strength train. And it's literally just a factor of muscle because all the clothes still fit basically the same. So you have to be okay with that and you should be okay with that because putting on muscle 
as we just discussed, is so, so important. So don't be afraid to eat a little bit more. As long as it's healthy and balanced food with lots of protein, it's not going to put fat on you, but it's going to give your body the ability to put on muscle. All right? Now, when I work with most of my clients for weight loss, something that I like to focus on is first getting the weight loss going. And we do this still with cardio workouts and strength workouts, but I don't put them through like the shred that body program right off the bat. And the reason why is because just what I said, because you usually, you can put on some weight if you start lifting super heavy, doing some of my intense strength training programs. I want you to put on some muscle, but I want you to see weight loss because that's really encouraging if you're in a weight loss program. And if you don't see weight loss, then you want to quit. We all do if we feel like we're failing. So the way that I have the phases in Earn That Body, I have phase one, two, and three, we first start by getting rid of some of the extra pounds, and then we build up and we start slowly increasing the strength training until the weight is off and you can finally now just focus on putting muscle. That tends to work out a lot better. It's a delicate balance for my clients. We wanna lose weight, I wanna inspire them to keep going, but I also want them to be strength training, putting on muscle because it's important for their health. Again, super delicate balance. But that's everything, that is your how, your what, your whens, your whys about putting on muscle. I can't say enough. You have to do it. You want to do it. I hope as you get older, you must do it. It is just essential as we get older. So if you are someone who's like, yeah, I never really get my strength training workouts in or, oh, I love to run, but I just, I don't really fit in the strength right now, but I will, I will, I will. You gotta fit it in. I don't care how you do it. A lot of times when I'm in a running program, like when I'm training for the marathon, I still strength train. I do shorter strength training sessions. So a perfect example is the new body weight program coming out with the holiday challenge. Um, You will have the ability to do these videos as legs only, as upper body only, as core only, or you can put them together in combination. And that way for the people who don't have a lot of time, they can still get in 10 to 12 minutes on a leg day or 15 minutes only of all upper body. Something is always better than nothing. And if you can get sore within 15 minutes of a a video, which I totally was after doing the filming for this, then it's doing its job. That means the muscles are breaking down, which is how they build up, actually. They tear. That's That's why you feel sore, because it's actually a tear. Um, so don't be afraid to do shorter workouts, especially if you don't have time for strength training, because that's going to be better than not doing it at all. So make sure you go sign up for the holiday challenge so you have access to the two week body weight program. And that's everything team. I am always here always to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.